0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, How to Pray for Healing and Restoration. Presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on September 9th, 2018.
1: Rocking and rolling, yes. Ooh. Cooler weather setting in all that fun stuff. Yeah, he's really the one we think, isn't he? <laughs> Well, when I I was about 15 years old, I want to share an experience with you that I had in life. Uh, I was about 15 years old, and I I wasn't old enough to to drive, but I I made the decision one day as the school year was starting um, to go off campus for lunch. And I took a few friends with me, and we went to lunch. We enjoyed our lunch. And as we were driving back to school from lunch, we were in an accident. This was one of those life-changing moments for me. See, the accident was, was truly my fault. I was doing some things in the car and got distracted and ended up going under a lift gate on a kind of a semi-moving truck. They had it down and, and the car went under. And and all I could remember from the accident was that I was fighting. I was fighting. And some eyewitness accounts said that I was actually um, kind of ejected through the front window. And then then I remember being like on the outside of the car and just kind of looking in and and I saw my friends there and all I could do was was just fall to my knees and and cry out to God. And then from there it was kind of a haze and I I woke up in the hospital and didn't really know what was going on. I had some head injuries, uh, not, not too traumatic where it was intensive care type head injuries, Um, But my friends, uh, there was three of them, uh, two of them had very traumatic head injuries. They were actually in a coma for, for a long time. One of my friends actually just walked away. He didn't even get a scratch on him. You know, as I, as I laid there in the hospital, as you can imagine, as a, as a 15-year-old young man that just thought life was great and, and everything was going good, I was starting the school, years off, school year off with excitement, and I was a wrestler, and I was a, I was a pretty good wrestler, so I had a whole lot of hopes for the new school year and the new season, but my life changed in, in a flicker of an eye. And as I laid there in the hospital, I, I thought of a whole lot of things. A lot of emotions came upon me. A lot of thoughts of life and death and hurt and pain and struggle. And, and I, remember, I remember getting up about a day or two into it and, and looking in the mirror and, and just seeing my face. And I had this head injury. And my, my whole head on this side was, was just swollen. It almost didn't look like me to a degree. And then of course I, I got better and I, I got to leave the hospital. And, but I wrestled through all of these emotions. And then, then I went to visit my friends in the hospital and, and I hung out with them as, as they were going through this. And, and, and my one friend, um, his mom, I, I just remember this completely because she was such a, a great woman of faith. She, she loved Jesus. This was her only son, her only child. And every time I would go visit, every time I would go to the hospital, I was so afraid, I was so scared to what she would say and how she would respond to me. You know, I was only 15. I was insecure. I, I knew that this was, was my fault. I knew that, that my friend was hurting and, and suffering And I knew his mom was just, words couldn't describe the emotions I'm sure she felt. You know, it's interesting how how life can change on us in a drop of a dime. You know, we think everything is great and everything is going well and all of a sudden, something happens. Sometimes it's in our control and, and sometimes it's out of our control. Well, as I look back, on this moment in life. There's, there's a few things that, that I just kind of wanted to share with you uh, that kind of stand out to me. Because this really truly was one of probably the, the darkest moments in my life. You know, the emotions that I experienced as a, as a 15-year-old young man, I, I just didn't know how to deal with. I didn't know how to express. I didn't know what to do or what to say or how to respond See, one of the things that I realized in that moment was that life stunk. I didn't, I didn't like life in those moments. It was hard, and I didn't know what to do. The other thing is that as I look back on it, I see God's grace. Because even though life stunk, even though those moments were hard, even though the pain and the suffering and the wounds and all of that that went with it was there right in front of me. I also saw God, see, because I had people around me that just reminded me of God's grace, His love for me. And that even though I was in the darkest moment, even though I was experiencing all of these emotional trials, all these spiritual trials, even though God was still with me, and as I look back on it, even more so today, I realize the abundance of God's grace in my life. Lastly, as I look back on this and as I think about these moments and, and other moments in my life, other life-changing moments, because I'll tell you, this wasn't the only one, this was not the first, and it was not the last. I can stand here all day long and share some of the tough moments that I've experienced in life. Some that I self-inflicted and others that, that others inflicted on me. The pain, the hurt, the emotional wounds. To this day, I, I still have a scar under my chin that, that is a reminder of that accident. It, it's a reminder of what God did in and through me in those moments and how God was at work and showing me his love and his grace. And he was reminding me of the victory that I have in Jesus. And I know that might sound odd. How do you see victory when you see loss and pain and suffering? How do you see a win out of such great loss? Well, my friends, they came out of their coma. Their lives were restored. And they're alive, both of them, today. See, and as I think about then and all those moments that I've been through throughout my life, my short life, there's one passage that always stands out to me, and this passage that God gives me, and I wanted to share it with you this morning, and it's in Romans chapter 8, and I want you to listen to these words very carefully because I think these words are so appropriate to the, to the main passage that John is getting at in First John chapter 5. And there's some key words that that we really need to focus in on this morning as we think about praying for healing and restoration and what that looks like. Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that for those who love God, I'd I'd circle that, for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to God to his purpose. See, what I think God is telling us is that no matter what we've been through, no matter what we will go through, when we love God, when we trust God, when we put our faith in God, God will work things out. Amen to that? Do you believe that this morning? That God will work it out? That God is in control even when life is out of control? So I have to tell you, that was one of the toughest moments that I, I, I've ever faced as a kid, and I didn't even realize it was at that moment. I knew it was hard, and I knew life stunk. But as I look back upon it, as I see the things that God did in it and through it, he never left me, he never forsake me, and he was always with me, and he always reminded me that he was going to work it out, that he loved me so much that he was going to make it all work out for the good. I know that's hard to believe. If you're going through a moment right now, if you're having a, a, a moment of trial or pain or hurt or, or some around you is, is suffering or, or in that moment of pain and, and turmoil, well, that's that life-changing moment, I know it's hard to see it in the midst of the storm. But I want to encourage you this morning as we look at these passages in 1 John, as we think about praying for healing and restoration, I want, I want you to know that we have victory and that victory comes through jesus christ so let's pray and then we'll read together father god we thank you for this morning lord we thank you for the circumstance that we're in father we thank you for what you're doing in and through these moments father we thank you for the love and the grace that you show us not only through your son jesus christ but also through those that we call family brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, those that are faithful followers of Jesus, those that love you and love us. Lord, you're doing some amazing things in our lives right now. So this morning we pray and we ask that you would heal us, that you would restore us, that you would give us understanding and a hope, knowing that you are in control. and that No matter how, life, how bad life gets or how hard these moments are, that we will face father that you're right in the midst of it your word tells us that when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death that we don't have to fear any evil for the simple fact that you are with us father we thank you for that and I pray that this morning that you would prepare our hearts you would prepare our minds that you would strengthen us through the power of your spirit so that we can see that we do have victory And that victory comes through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning I'd like to look at 1 John chapter 5 and I just want to look at the first five verses of this passage and read them together. Starting in verse 1, it says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of God. Well, this morning, I'd like for us to talk about how God heals our wounds. i got to imagine that many of us have scars. Many of us have reminders of, of the things that we've been through, the, the hurts and the pains that we've gone through. Many of us have things that are reminders of, of the past. Well, God has some very specific things for us because I believe that God not only wants to, to love us, but He wants to heal us and restore us. He wants to take those wounds and heal us. And we may still have scars from them, but those scars are a testimony to God's healing, His restoration. And I know that for some this morning, that some wounds are larger than others. Some wounds are still open. Some wounds are bigger than some that we've experienced in the past. But either way, I want you to know, I want to encourage you that God loves you so much and I want you to listen carefully to to the things that God is saying through his word, these verses that we'll read here in these passages and in other passages, that points us to the fact that we can trust that God will heal us, that God will restore us, that God loves us so much that he has given us victory over this world. This healing, this restoration, it all begins in the very moment that you decide to pray for God to bring healing in your life. Have you ever prayed and asked God to heal you? And I'm, I'm not talking about a broken bone, I'm not talking about a cold, I'm not talking about a sickness, but spiritually, have you ever prayed for God to heal you inside spiritually and emotionally? I, I want you to listen to what he says here in verse one and two. He says, everyone who believes, circle that, that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and we obey His commandments. See, our our first step in healing is believing. See, if you want healing in your life, if you want God to heal you spiritually, you have to believe in the Son of God. You have to believe in the Christ, the anointed one, that Jesus has come to heal us from our unhealthiness. We have to believe that God does care enough to heal us. See, everyone knows John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? But in verse 17, it says, He came not to condemn us, but to save us. See, the aspect of, of believing in Jesus Christ brings us to a realization that we need to be saved. That there's some brokenness, there's a wound, there's something in our life that needs to be healed. The confession that Jesus Christ is the anointed one, the Lord of Lords, is our very first step in praying for healing. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 11 verses 28 and 29. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your what? For your souls. See, God wants to heal you. God wants to give you rest. He wants to give you peace. You see what Jesus is saying here? See, he tells us that we can find healing from our hurts and our pains. These open wounds that we have from past relationships or, or past emotions or, or self-inflicted moments where we just do things that are of this world, where we seek the attention that we don't need from this world, but we desire for whatever reason. It brings us to a place if we come to him, an understanding of, that we can lay our burdens, our brokenness, our hurt and our pain at the foot of the cross. See, this, this cross right here is just a symbol. This cross is just a, a reminder for you and I of, of what transpired several thousand years ago, or a couple thousand years ago. What was done this morning, we're going to celebrate communion and we're going to remember that Jesus Christ came not to condemn us, but to save us. And it's through that blood and that body that was broken that we can have new life, that we can be healed through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 40 says this for those of us that are broken, that have an understanding that we need to be healed. Verse 29, it says, He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. I kind of want to pause at that verse right there before we read on, just because it's simply giving us this picture of that, even though we're younger and we're stronger and we feel like we can conquer the world, God will still be our strength. See, because we don't realize how weak and fragile we are until we get older, do we? Then in verse 31 he says, "But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles; they shall run and not be weary; they shall walk and not faint." See remember what we're told in Romans 8:28 that for those that love God, God will work it all out for us. God will be our strength. So I want to challenge us this morning to deepen our faith in God, to trust Him for all things. Trust Him with the burdens. Trust Him with the hurts. Trust Him with the pain. Trust Him with everything. See, it's us putting our faith in God, not in this world. For those who love God, God will work it out. See, the Bible teaches us that our faith in God pleases God. God. So what better way to honor God than putting our faith in Him? Let's trust Him to heal our wounds. Let's trust Him in the toughest of moments. Let's trust Him when we don't know what to do or how to do it. Let's just believe and trust that as we pray for healing and restoration, that God will provide and He'll take care of us. See, in the second step towards healing... It's an obedient life. As we, as we trust Him, as we move into a deeper faith in God, our lives will be changed and we, we lean and we move towards obedience. See, when my kids were, were little, I don't know if any of you parents have ever said this to your kids. Um, when my kids were little, I would tell them how to do things. I, I would offer them counsel, like, hey, hey don't run in the street because you're going to get hit by a car. You know, hey, don't, don't pet that dog because he's going to bite you. You know, don't put your finger in the socket because, you know, you're going to have a different hairstyle later. <laughs> you know, and they would look at me puzzled at times and like, well, why, why are you stopping me, daddy? Why, why, why do you not want me to do these things? Because, hey, they look pretty fun. Everybody else is doing them. All my friends get to do them. I, I just remember telling them just simply... I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. See, God's commands, God's precepts, the things that he has for us, God's word, it's all there to help us, not to hurt us. See, but I think sometimes we look at it differently. We look like, well, the Bible just tells us what we can do, and I can't do that, and I want to do this, but I, and, and the world's doing it, why can't I do it? See, we forget that God's commands are there for us. See, in verse 2, again, he says, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God, and we do what? We obey His commands. Now, what are some of the greatest commands that God gives us that we think are easy but are hard for us to do and we don't always do? One is simply to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul and everything that we have. And the second is to what? love our neighbor we kind of forget about that one sometimes don't we I don't love her or him because man he's hard to love he's a little weird (laughs) he's different than me but he says it again here he says when we love God we will obey his commands I'm curious and this is rhetorical so you don't have to shout it out although I'm sure some of you might want to. What is God asking you to do? When you, when you think in reflection to, of God's commands, being obedient to God, what, what is God asking you to do right now? I, I got to imagine that in our minds right now, there's a whole mixed bag in here, and uh, I was almost going to call you a mixed bag of nuts, but <laughs> I caught that. We're all just different kinds of nuts. Either way, we're all nuts, right? Right? <laughs> i got to imagine that, that, that some in this room right now are just saying, you know what, God is just asking me to be more faithful. Maybe God is asking me to, to take a step of faith. Maybe God is just asking me to come to Him. Maybe God is just saying, hey, lay your burdens at my feet. Trust me, I'll work it out for you. Maybe God is saying, love me and know that I love you. What is God asking you to do right now? Is there something you're doing in your life that is in opposition to God, that is in rebellion to God? Because when we don't do what God asks us to do, that is what is defined as rebellion. That is in opposition to God's will. See, God gave us his word. God gave us his precepts, his commands, so that we can live this life and honor him and it's all right here I gotta imagine if you open it up and if you read it there's something God is telling you to do I don't know if you guys have ever done this and I know a lot of a lot of pastors don't like to say this but I say do it try it grab your Bible one morning sit down quiet place before you open your Bible just say God speak to me tell me what you'd have for me And then open up your Bible and see what God has for you. See what God is asking of you. I tell you, God does these things. He's going to ask you these things, not because he wants to hurt you or hinder you, but simply because he loves you. You believe that this morning? That God loves you? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, not so that he would condemn the world, but that he would save the world. And that world is you and I, his people. I want you to listen to what it says in First Peter 3. I love this passage because it points us in the direction of, of how we should live. Verses 10 through 12, it says, For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. See what it's telling us here is God is listening to those that come to him with a pure heart that understand their own brokenness understand that we need a savior that we need to be healed. See when we obey his commands and we put our faith in him we'll turn from the wrong things the things that that hurt us the things that that we do that that self-inflict this pain and this emotional and spiritual struggle and we'll begin to seek the truth. We'll desire the peace and the pursuit of truth, the good things. See, in the healing process, as God heals us, we start to realize that we need Jesus and we can only be healed by the grace of God through Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. I want to ask you, are you ready to come? He says, Come. Are you ready to come as you are? Are you ready to discover all that God has for your life? Well, if that's a yes this morning, I want you to do this. I want you to pray for God to restore you. Listen to what it says in verses 3 and 4 in our passage in 1 John. He says, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Circle that last part, our faith. Praying for God to restore you. I think sometimes we don't understand what that word truly means, and so I want us to define it. It's simply when you ask God to restore you, you're asking Him to bring you back into the original condition that He created you in. You know, how many of you have seen a brand new house that's just been built? Pretty much everyone in this room, right? How many of you have seen a house that sits maybe on a farm, that's been there for the last 200 years that nobody's lived in and it's beaten and it's broken and it's tattered and you look at that house and you think to yourself who could have ever lived in that house? Who, who could ever want to live in that house? Say, I want you to realize this morning that, that when God looks at you he sees that broken house because he knows your heart but he he doesn't drive past that house and just keep on going. He looks at that house and he sees what it could be, what it once was, and what it should be. See, God wants to restore you to your original condition. See, and the Genesis story tells us about this original condition. See, God created man. He breathed life into us. He gave us life. And he gave us dominion over all of creation. God created you and I to be in a deep, intimate relationship with Him. And because of our own sin, because of our own foolishness, we've walked away from that. We've kind of beat up our own house. You know, I, I kind of use it, it's a dumb, dumb analogy, but I like it, it works for me, helps me to think about it, but it's kind of like getting your arm and stabbing it, and then later on in the day wondering why your arm hurts. God, why is my arm hurting right now? See, sometimes we do that. We beat up on our own house. We, we, we fall into sin. We look to the world. But God has reminded us that he has given us Jesus so that we can overcome the world, so that he can restore us to him. And here's the cool thing. Here's the reminder, and I know we say this a lot, but it needs to be said over and over and over, and we need to be reminded of it over and over and over Is that God sent His Son Jesus Christ to offer us a new life? And the reason why I think it needs to be said over and over is because we're so quick to go back to the old life. We're so quick to just let those emotions overcome us and take us and just fall right back into it. We need to be reminded of the new life, a new opportunity to be born again. It's a fresh start. See, this is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. See, God wants to restore us to him. Hear my heart when I say this. God cares about your sickness. God cares about your struggles. God cares about your pain and your suffering. But the greatest thing that he cares about, I believe, is about whether or not you have been restored to him. See, I believe this because that's why he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. He took drastic measures because it was drastic times. And he saw his people falling away. He saw his people moving away from his original plan, the original design, and he needed to restore what had been broken, what had been lost, and he did it through his Son, Jesus Christ. See he did something that would change everything for you and I. First John 5:20 says, we know that the Son of God has come and He has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we, you and I, when we believe, we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. If you remember any part of that verse, remember that. He is the true God and eternal life. And again in Romans 6, 4, he says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that Jesus as Christ was raised, just as Christ was raised, excuse me, from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. See, there's always going to be that temptation to fall back into the old. And that's why we need to remind each other of what God gave us, what God has done for us to restore us, to give us this new life. See, God gave so that you and I could have. See, it's a new life. You're a new creation. And as we close this morning, I just want to simply ask you, are you ready for that new life? Are you ready to begin a new journey? See, God wants us to pray for healing. God wants us to pray that he would restore us. God is offering this to each and every person in this room. And I gotta imagine that that the experiences that you have, the the scars that you carry, the burdens that you bear are probably heavier than I could ever understand or even imagine. But, But I want you to know this morning that God understands. That God knows. And I'll tell you how and why He knows. Because He sent His Son Jesus Christ. Now I want you to do something with me real quick. I want you to close your eyes. And, and I want in the best way you can. I want you to picture Jesus right now. And I want I want you to picture him carrying that cross. I want you to picture the wounds on his body because we know that the Bible teaches us that that he was broken and beaten for our transgressions. That his wounds were there for you and I. And I want you to picture him on the cross. See, Jesus was on that cross for you and for me. He did it to bring healing and restoration. He did it so that our wounds would be healed. He suffered and he died on that cross for you and I. Well, This morning here in just a few minutes, we're going to sing another song. You can go ahead and open your eyes and we're going to pray here in just a minute. But I want to remind you as we sing this next song is that Jesus is our victory. We can overcome the world. But it's only through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you want healing, if you want restoration, then you have to come to Jesus. He says, come to me, all those that have heavy burdens. He says, because my yoke is light. And he says, I love you and I care about you. And I want to bear those burdens for you. See, he bared those burdens on the cross for you and I. He paid a price that we could never pay. And he did it because he loves us. Simple as that. It's because he loves us. Not because we were good, not because we were great, not because we did all the right things. Just simply because he loves us. And he'll work it out. Our part is just to love him, follow him, and obey his commands. Let him do the rest. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Father, we thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for your words and your encouragement and the reminders of the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. Father, we trust and believe that we have healing because of Jesus. We trust and believe that that we can be restored because of Jesus. Father, I pray that, that if you haven't already, that you would speak to the hearts of those that are here that are hurting Father, that you would stir their hearts, Father, that you would remind them of the love that you have for them. Father, the world is a tough place and there's a lot of things that will happen, a lot of things that will go on in our lives. Father, but we have victory. We have the power to overcome and that victory and that power only comes through your son, Jesus Christ and that, that we would be dependent on it, we would put our faith in it and that we would trust in it every single day. Father, and as we pray for healing and restoration, Father, that you would humble our hearts, that you would remind us that you came to save us, that you love us so much. Father, that we would share that love with the world around us, that we would offer that same grace, that same hope, that same faith that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for that. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Sol Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.